Welcome to Courage Meant to Go, where we want to encourage you to be strong, courageous, to live, laugh, and truly love as we interview ordinary people who boldly seek an extraordinary God. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Let's go. Welcome to Courage Meant to Go. It is a beautiful day here in August, and I'm joined with um, kind of my daughter slash friend slash uh, partner in the faith, Alice. And um, this is a new season, kind of a new, fresh look on Courage Meant to Go. Um, just wanted to share uh, courageous stories and boldness in the faith um, through these through ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Um, to be here in America with Alice, who is not mm-hmm. from here originally, is kind of a blessing. So, uh, a quick backstory before I give Alice um, just the mic. Um, but we're going to talk about Alice. What got you here in the first place? Um, but Alice was uh, our first child, an exchange <laughs> student before our two children were born. Um, so, she was our practice run at life mm-hmm. of, of being parents. Uh, we had a lot to learn. But. Uh, for you to get here in the first place, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to rewind back eight years ago or a little bit before, yeah. um, how, like, what was the preparation like for you to even get here? Hmm. So funny, funny enough, I've always dreamed uh, about coming to America. It's always been a huge dream, and it which is funny because I've never been here before, so it's uh, something that I believed God had put in my heart. Uh, so I had this huge dream about coming here. Um, so I started really uh, learning English way before I could even have the possibility to come because I knew it was very expensive and we did not have the money. Um, but I just started, started preparing for this because I think that's what you're supposed to do when God puts something in your heart, even if you don't see it. If you don't see a way to do it, you just have to be prepared Prepared because when he does, you just have to be ready for it. Uh, so I was 16, and I told my dad that I wanted to do this. And he was like, okay, if this is from God, you have to do it. Like, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to, you know, we're going to find a way to pay for it, but it's all you. It's all on you. You have to do this. So 16-year-old girl having to do everything having to go through like tests in English because people didn't believe I spoke good enough English to come and I had to go get visas and talk to people who only spoke English and to fly all the way all the way here at 16. Uh, It was a very very challenging but I was very excited but um, so that was the whole thing I had to do all by myself and I had like two months to get everything ready. Uh, That was intense but that was pretty much it until I got here. When I say it took boldness, you had to come up with the money. Yeah. And you, but the even probably harder part to face is people's opinions. Mm. I'm guessing you had a few people that told you, "What are you thinking? This is not something you should do." Oh, absolutely. Uh, I had a, a quite a few of those. I try not to tell a lot of people what I'm gonna do uh, until I'm doing it, because to avoid all of that. Um, all of, all of that just to stop you from doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people, because I'm 16, and why are you doing it? Like, why do you want to? I had teachers tell me that. Like, why, why would you do that? 
Like you're going to a different country. Like that's just you're not respecting your culture. You, you, is Brazil not good enough for you? Why do you need to go to America? Uh, I had a lot of those. And this is very interesting. Uh, being from America, and most people probably listening are, we think that everyone wants to just come here and live. Like we, mm -hmm. they just can't wait to move. But you're perfectly fine in your country. Yeah. Um, and so this was a interesting dream. But um, when we we're praying about um, or looking through the PACS was the program you went through and it, mm -hmm. it taught us a lot and it was a very good overall program I'm sure yep. there were some negatives but um, we were looking through people and this is like picking your um, <laughs> someone you're gonna live with in the future and I remember Caitlin and I we were in youth ministry over at Hopewell and we were wondering who in the world would fit our lifestyle um, and <laughs> we could talk about that here in a minute <laughs> but we, we picked Alice because I think that you were different in your answers in the fact that you, I think, claimed to be an evangelical Christian, mm -hmm. which was different than most that put on their forms. And I was like, well, that seems to be a step different than everybody mm -hmm. else. It's nothing wrong with everybody else, but we knew we needed someone who would um, be ritually enchurched um, yeah, because uh, we spent a lot of time there. But what was it like adapting to our lifestyle which was a little <laughs> little different or crazy yeah it was it, it was intense it was awesome because I wanted to do everything I could because I wanted to live this experience to the fullest but I remember you guys were young and you were excited and still are uh, you do a lot I remember you did a lot you're all like all the time we would not stop I think I had two days and it's only <laughs> when you guys left for the whole year that I just sat on the couch and did absolutely nothing I remember telling Kayla I'm like I just want to watch a movie and she'll be why like because people do that <laughs> yeah and Caitlin struggles <laughs> with that in general because she will not sit still for anything still nope but nope yep so I remember it was it was intense but it was awesome because I got to meet so many amazing people and I do love the church I always have so to be able to uh, be involved in that way was it, it was it was great and I got here in a huge change for your guys uh, life too so that was pretty cool. That was awesome. She got to go through the transition of from youth pastor to head pastor mm -hmm. to moving to yeah. changing everything um, and, and even moving out of a county that I uh, grew up in. Yeah. So, yeah, part of the out of our comfort zone, um, you coming here was, was definitely part of that. Mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine leaving everybody you know, the, the main language you grew up in, to coming and living with a random family, which <laughs> I remember we zoom, we zoomed a time or two, and um, I don't know if we were nervous. We were excited, but you were probably really nervous. I was. I was really nervous. And I remember, I was like, "We're gonna do this. We're gonna have somebody live with us <laughs> for almost a year." And uh, yeah, and we did. We did a lot of uh, very fun things. When mm -hmm. we say we did a lot, we are always. <laughs> some reason every night of the week we have something probably still to this day alice got a vacation a couple of weeks ago <laughs> she's lived with us for the summer and sadly leaving shortly but when we went on vacation it was about the only time you've had a vacation yeah pretty much <laughs> except for when caitlin and the kids went to school and and times oh, are different now yeah it's a whole different life now yeah. it's <laughs> i call it freedom or um <laughs> 
it's no it's 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 been awesome it's yeah. been time in the summer but um other barriers um it's interesting she came back this time um uh, we've been at, we've been trying to come back get her to come back and mm-hmm. we actually had a plane ticket ordered and covid said no mm. um or our country said no and our countries differ a little bit so what is is what's faith like where you are at in comparison to here is it similar quite a bit different is it like what does it mm-hmm. look like i guess to be a christian where you live between sao paulo and rio yeah and Zenas, indiana okay all right um it is i i feel like for most parts pretty similar um we're most uh most of people in brazil are catholics um so i do feel like the the one difference for christians uh not the not catholics just us in brazil i feel like a lot of people do go to church just because but if they are not committed to the church they, they probably won't be there and I feel like here it's very different. People have this obligation to be in church every Sunday. So that I thought was very interesting. But then I remember you mentioned my form when I was coming here last time. And I remember when they asked about religion and I thought I, I needed to be more specific because I know a lot of people say they're Christians mm. just for saying they're Christians. And it was important to me to have a family who was actually living the truth. And I remember that very well. So I'm like, I need to be, I need to be specific on this, because people can say they're Christians, and that doesn't mean a lot, unfortunately. Right. Um, so it's pretty much the same, I would say. Um, and f- you have some people that are very committed to it, and they will do a lot. Uh, I do feel like here, uh, you have a better sense of community than we do in Brazil. I don't know if because maybe at my town's a little bit bigger. Or, uh, but I do feel like you have a better sense of community and just helping each other out. Uh, I don't feel like we ha- we have that in Brazil very very much. So that's interesting. I think it is probably has something to do with the small town mm. feel and different things. Um, yeah. When we say small town, um, those of you who have been to Zenus, you understand. <laughs> um, as we look out at the fields, <laughs> as we record this, um, but then you went to uh, school. Um, yeah at South Ripley, which was good to be around your peers. Um, how does that compare to school in Brazil? Like oh. as a 16 year old going from uh, your school there to school here, what's yeah. the differences? It's it's completely different, completely different. Uh, it, I remember thinking I was in a movie because we grow up <laughs> watching American movies with lockers in high school and all that we don't we don't have those uh we don't switch classes in brazil like you stay in the same class with the same people and the teachers come to you so i remember that thing that having to go from one teacher to to the next and having the same classes every day we don't do that either we have very different classes um but i I remember it was it was so funny just to see the dynamics of it all you know prom uh, queen and prom king and (laughs) the most popular and uh, basketball and I was I was like I thought I thought this was just like something they made up on high school on, musical or something exactly yeah. and I remember telling my friends because they would ask me that I was like is is it just like the movies I'm like pretty much we have a lot of drama a lot of you know the cheerleader doesn't like you for some reason and you're in the 
choir or something like that. And I, I just remember finding it all very amusing. But it was so much fun for, for most part. I didn't, I didn't have bad experiences in school, but uh, it was completely different. It's completely different realities for sure. Yeah, which we think it's normal. Um, mm. It's normal to have all these things, especially yeah. at a small school. And you got to experience uh, what what that all looked like. Yeah. And uh, great American experience. If you wanted um. all the full experience, <laughs> uh, you got it. I got um, it. I remember, um, you know, just having a lot of talks. You, uh, thankfully, were raised well to where we didn't have to have like hard talks very often but we did take just for the record for everyone we did get her out of this area a little bit we went on a little trip yeah out west that was awesome and we went to los angeles and san diego and arizona and all those kind of fun places even las vegas yeah so you got to see some of those things florida i guess yeah Florida. I can't think of anywhere else that we no, went. That was, that was, it's a lot. That is a that's lot. It's a lot. For, for 10 months. You yeah. went to, we started out, we picked her up from the airport, and we went straight to the state fair, um, <laughs> which she first realized that Americans <laughs> also did things a little different. Oh, my goodness. The food. It's still, it's still a struggle for me. Someone asked me the other day, what is the biggest thing for you? I'm like, the food. The food, definitely, and I don't think I'll ever get used to it. I got used to everything else, uh, but the food still, a lot of sugar, everything is fried. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's fried in love, of course. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah, so we, we did that, and she was just, uh, yeah, we took her right to everything and uh, went right off the bat. Um, yeah, big adjustments, and this time um, you came – you're a grown lady. Yeah. 24. 24. Lawyer. Lawyer. Slash attorney, whichever you want to say. I don't yeah. I don't know the difference between the two. I don't Is know either. Difference? I don't. You should know. I, well, I, don't, I don't know. know. We have one word in Portuguese for it. The okay. Just so add, it covers both. So it, co- it covers both. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, that's good. We try to make things as complicated as possible here. Of course. Here. Why wouldn't you? In <laughs> um, our language. Um, if you would please tell the truth to the listeners, because you do know more than one language, um, English is not the hardest language. Oh maybe. my goodness! As much as we may think that we are the best and everything about um, us is elite, English is easier than some languages. Yeah, I feel bad having to say that to Americans. <laughs> I do, I do, <laughs> but it is not. It is not the hardest language. It's not easy. Just like I don't think any language is truly very easy to learn. Um, but Portuguese comes from uh, Latin, so you have it's easier to learn Spanish, French, um, maybe German, just because they're all with the same base. Um, English, however, is, it's different, so it takes a little while for you to learn. But you have one word that can mean a lot of things, uh, so that's good. So that makes it right. easier. Uh, but no, I don't think I don't think English is very hard at all, uh, especially because of the verbs. Uh, it makes it everything so much easier. Portuguese just you have everything. A masculine, feminine. M- masculine, feminine, and yeah, yeah, the verbs are very complicated. Uh, you have formal and formal way to say things, and it just makes everything so much more complicated. Uh, so so no, I don't I don't think English is the hardest language. It's awesome. I love it. I'm right. very happy to speak it, but I don't think it's the hardest language. No. Well, and uh, there's just a lot of things that we have misconceptions. Um, obviously, as Americans, <laughs> proud uh, America people, 
um, we we think that we're just the best at everything, which, you know, some things maybe, but mm-hmm. others uh, definitely not. Uh, one thing, um, our immigration services uh. are a little different here. Oh, my goodness. Immigration. I, I, it took me some time to forgive. but <laughs> Yeah, and she, she, these things that we see on movies where people are taken away to a little room and interrogated, mm-hmm. uh, you got to be in that little room. I did for about an hour, an hour and a half. Having a f- another flight to catch. It was in Houston, Texas. That was fun. Um, had another flight in about two hours to come back to uh, Indianapolis. And they took me to a little room. Uh, a lot of questions. But uh, I did get to help a lady who only spoke Portuguese. So Because my flight changed. I was not supposed to fly into Houston. I was supposed to fly into um, to Washington and then fly to Indianapolis. So, um, of course, God has a reason for everything, but I was not happy. I can assure you that. I was very nervous. You cannot use your phone, so I couldn't see what time it was because they don't let you. Uh, a lot of, they were very rude to most people. Most people in there did not speak good enough English. Um, so that was a bit terrifying. I remember just thinking, do not cry. Do not cry. Do think you're doing something, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> um, but it worked out. But, yeah, they... Because they do think you want to stay here forever, which is fine. Like, um, I get it. It is a great country. Like some people I, do. Some people do. But and not I mean, all. I wouldn't yeah. say that I don't want to move here eventually at some point. Um, but they do assume that everybody's trying to just stay illegally. Uh, and that's a shame. That makes right. everything very hard for everyone. But uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and we just have... And Alice has helped me realize some of the questions we first ask people. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody who, pretty much every American, I'll just put it that way, who yeah. who have talked to you, and it's been a few years, maybe for some, and some of you, some of them you've met new. Yeah. Um, we ask interesting questions. I don't know if we real if you're listening to this, you probably don't even realize you do this. But the typical questions that we ask someone when we first see them again are. Is, um, First of all, we asked most people, do they ask about your occupation first or do you have a boyfriend first? Oh, do you have a boyfriend for sure? Like, this is a, a very boyfriend? personal question mm-hmm. that I've realized that we always ask someone yep. right off the bat. Yep. So if you don't, so you don't, yeah. and you came here without one, um, so first of all, us American thinking is you're probably trying to find one so you can marry Absolutely. and get your green card and move here. That's yeah. the first thing we think, which is pretty conceited and really just odd just well, for the record if you if that's the way you think like i did but uh of course i knew she wasn't coming here for that reason she was <laughs> actually coming here to serve me and my <laughs> wife to take care of our crazy kids um but she's done all sorts of stuff but anyways so that's the first question which is yeah. very personal so when they see that you're not married at 24 and that you don't even have a boyfriend they kind of s- have even stopped the conversation oh they they stop talking it gets very awkward uh they don't know what to say anymore and they give you that look that they feel sorry for you or (laughs) some of them feel sorry for you some of them think there's something wrong about you so they just kind of like watch you to see like what is wrong with her because i get a lot of those but you're so pretty like oh thank thank you (laughs) Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're so pretty, but you're failing yeah, you're because you don't have a relationship yet. Because you don't have a man. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. But no. And then if, if they do say something, some of them go, oh, but he will show up. And, and you're like, um, okay. 
did you know this is interesting for everybody's just knowledge that Jesus doesn't say or Paul that everybody should be married yeah. just for the record so maybe it's okay to be independent and strong not that you never want to be married yeah. but it's uh, interesting that we put so much emphasis like oh you don't have a boyfriend or you're not married so you're the one with the problem not me yeah which is interesting and I've had a lot of conversations where I say and it, this is kind of sad but it's it's true I've come to realize it's true uh it's harder with people that are Christians because sometimes I will say to people like I'm not worried because I know that God has the best for me so I would not want to rush into something that is wrong and have having to spend the rest of my life with someone that God did not intend for me to be with um and Funny enough, and you would think that someone who's a Christian and who knows the word and who knows the truth would be like, that makes sense. They do not. They think that you're supposed to go out there, find someone, and make that someone the one that God wants for you. Uh, I've heard a lot of, of those. Like, you just have to choose. You just choose, and then God will bless that. Like, that sounds very wrong. I don't know if you've read the Bible ever. God never tells someone to go, you, you know what? Make the decision, and I'll bless it. I, I haven't heard that. So. Wait, so you're telling me you're supposed to go to God? Um, you have that relationship first and then ask him to show you or bring someone. Yeah. And then you have an interesting or you. one of our first conversations this time was, was fun because how did you word it that the Bible says that a man is supposed <laughs> to? Proverbs says, Proverbs, we found that. It's 22.8 yeah, or something. says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So I'm supposed to be found. I'm not oh, supposed good. to be out there looking. I'm supposed to be found. So, well, yeah. that's an interesting way. Um, <laughs> so because you are uh, single and everybody yeah. um, assumes that's wrong, that's mm -hmm. just a horrible thing. Um, it hasn't really seemed like that, just for the record. As she's lived with us, she hasn't seemed uh, <laughs> that she needs something <laughs> more than me and Caitlin need something, even though we're married. So that's a good, that's a good reminder that if you're single – um, maybe you should be thankful in some ways, yeah. for sure. Um, you get to get up and read your Bible and, mm -hmm. for the most part, not have to worry about taking care of the kids yeah. or serving your husband in, in ways yet. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's very uh, interesting and not the way we think. Um, even some people, and I know you're listening and you're thinking, if there's someone who is a nice looking person you're thinking well if they don't have a boyfriend then maybe they're gay or something and oh. so people even look at her like that and just kind of question it's like or you're just single and you have found your identity yeah and some um and god rather than a person yeah which is going to be awesome and then here's what else we do we we play matchmaker and hook up with people who are single because <laughs> that is our godly duty i don't know where in scripture it talks about how god empowers us to be matchmakers <laughs> but in my world in my thinking our american way we think wait i know someone just for you yeah. and it, to be honest with you this is dumb but that's what i thought before even she came this time I was like you know i know a couple people that <laughs> alice might like which is really just off the wall crazy because there's billions of people in the world and we think that we play God and think, well, you should go that way. And I just want to say whenever I, towards the beginning, Caitlin and I may have pushed you a little bit or nudged you strongly mm -hmm. into a direction, but I'm thankful that Alice um, was very firm in saying, well God, well, God will show me. I don't really need you guys to 
show me <laughs> which she said it in a nicer way than that but <laughs> um it's nice that you ignore because if you did not ignore what other people thought yeah. and have the courage to listen to god rather than people um you would be in the same mess as everybody else yeah um i've heard a lot of um people say <laughs> you know what maybe I, I have people in my family who has just like given up on the idea that I will eventually get married. <laughs> That's how bad it's, it's gotten. But it's funny. And then I have conversations like I have an older sister who's been, who was in a relationship for six years and it ended badly. And you know, you just have to recover from, from all of that pain. And you end up taking some of that to a different relationship. If you're not careful, I'm like, I am saving myself from so much pain and trouble by not by not having relationships that are not meant to be uh i've seen so many people go from one relationship to relationship to the other i'm not saying that it's necessarily wrong if you're not doing anything you just want to meet someone which is fine but but you, you just carry that weight from the that person to the next to the next if you just don't stop and uh, really realize who you are um so I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that sometimes I'm just not like, I, I was talking to a friend the other day. I'm like, sometimes I just want to be married. So just so people can stop talking right. just so I cannot be the only single person in the room <laughs> just so I, you know, like every time. Cause then you sit at the kid's table cause you're single and people are like, Oh, but you don't have a husband. You don't have kids. So like your problems are not as important. Like your time's not as important. Because uh, that's that's how people measure things. If you're single, like, why are you complaining that you're tired? You're single. Right. Like, why do you, like, you have all the time in the world. Um, so sometimes I just say I just want to be married to stop having to worry about those things. And I do get tired, and I do sometimes wish I would have someone. But I have learned so much in, um, in the last few years uh, and I realized if I had a relationship, I would not uh, be be nearly as close to, to God as I am now. Because you have to rely on him and realize that um, he's the only one you need. Of course, you can, because then you have two half people coming together and trying right. to make a whole. You have to just be two whole people with God and just come together to just add to each other and to everything that God's going to do through you. You make um, a good point there because our, in our human sense, I probably would be, you're generous giving us a half a person because if we're not made alive with Christ, yeah. really to no people getting mm -hmm. like two zero percents going together to try to make a hundred percent. Sorry to call people zero percenters, <laughs> but uh, it is scripturally, you're either with Christ or you're for Christ or against him or you're, mm -hmm. you've been made alive or you haven't. And and this is a tough concept, but I will, I wanted to, uh, this is kind of a funny part that you say um, Americans, especially after high school, are quick to commit or say they're in a relationship uh -huh. uh, compared to people in Brazil. Oh my goodness. Um, I came back and I was like, everybody's married and with babies. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? And my friends around my age, I don't have any friends who are married around my age. I don't, I don't have any friends who are um even thinking about it but it's just because in brazil people take their time they get out of college and they still live with most of us still live with our parents until we're like 25 and then you go off and then you you start your life and most people in brazil actually get married around their 
30s. Uh, it's becoming more and more common. If you get married earlier than that, it's it's very like we don't see a lot of those. Um, and here it's not. You're 18 and you're married. Uh, well, you're 20, 18, 22. Yes. <laughs> no, well, I'm sorry. Well, she says that, but, but because when she came back, there's a lot of people that are already married that, yeah. that were in your class, yeah. and even many that have children. Children, as well. yeah, which is which is fine. Right. Like I get it because you've been dating since high school, and you know you just work and you get a house, and you're out of the house anyway, so. Um, it does make sense, but it is, it's so funny to me because, yeah, in, in, in Brazil, we don't, we don't do that. It takes, it takes a while for us to settle down. The commitment, I will say we're in a relationship. So I was an awesome guy in high school. I've had quite a few girlfriends, um, many that was very short-lived. Mm -hmm. My longest relationship was three months, and that was a train wreck due to me. Um, <laughs> and nor did – it was just a mess. I was – but I would have said, you know, yeah, I had this this many girlfriends or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And that's something you guys over in Brazil, you're not a quick claimer of a relationship. It, it would take a little, it would take actual commitment to be in a relationship rather than just a word yep. saying, will you go out with me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, that does, our relationships usually do not start there. It takes, like, if you're not, especially if you're not a Christian, it takes a long time because people are just like, not wanting to commit and that's not very good either but then it's, that's kind right, of we're not their saying thing that way is better it's yeah just different but yeah no if you're oh let's go out and you dated for a couple months you do not say you were boyfriend and girlfriend and you don't consider that necessarily a relationship uh here not so much you go out you dated so you have like i had all of these ex-boyfriends and you're like what because <laughs> right. when you say in brazil they they that that person uh, was your boyfriend or your girlfriend, it means that you actually had a, a very serious relationship for that amount of time. Um, so it's, yeah, I feel like you're always like, you dated, boyfriend, girlfriend, you're an ex, and it, you just move on. So you're telling me it wasn't as easy as, as handing a girl a note and being like, will you go out with me, check <laughs> yes or no, or maybe? You're telling me it was more complicated to get a relationship than oh, that? no. Oh, I would have been in real big trouble. <laughs> Um, I am so glad I've grown up in America so oh. I can uh, pass the note to through a friend. Yeah, through a friend? Well, you didn't even give. Okay, the first yourself. of all, I'm not bragging about this, but this was a little bit cowardly back in the day. Oh, um, no. Sometimes you did um, check boxes. Um, yeah. Maybe I've only done that once or twice. Let's be real, but yeah. it was notes through a friend sometimes because yeah. you always had to have the friend on your side. Because mm -hmm. once you got them, you had a better chance of, yeah. Maybe them feeling sorry for you or them just uh, trying it out oh. of the relationship, which wow. we would call it. Um, no promise rings were ever given by me, but that's a big thing. Um, so your guys' promise ring means like you're actually in a relationship. and Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. People do that when they're like actually dating as for, for us in Brazil, like they have a relationship. A lot of them. That's, that happens more with teenagers, I feel like, than adults, but they still do it. Both of them wear a ring on their right hand. Oh, really? To represent that they're, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. That's common. Yeah, very much so. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting yeah. thought for use out there. On the, the ring finger on the right hand. Yeah, on the right hand. And then when they get married, can they just switch that to the left? Yeah, usually, usually the girl wants another one. Yeah, but I just because they're sometimes like we in Brazil, we have like uh, the wedding ring usually is gold, and the um, the relationship 
ring, I guess you could say, it's silver. That's okay. usually how they do it. And then they, they switch sides. Or something that looks like gold and silver. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a fun side here, um, I'm excited. Alice became a Bengals fan when she was here. And she would watch football with me, and Caitlin would mm-hmm. actually get frustrated that Alice was watching football with me because Caitlin has no interest in doing so. Mm-hmm. And a proud moment for me as an American <laughs> exchange student dad is Alice told me that um, you watch some games and you even watch them with other people. Yeah. Football in Brazil. I do. I do watch football um, every season. I love it. Um, made my dad start watching when I came back, and he was very confused because soccer is actually the big uh, sport in Brazil. But my dad would just watch. He's like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, because it's a lot when you don't know the rules, it's a lot to just start learning. But we were just watching, and I would just kind of like tell him what was going on, and and now he's he's kind of obsessed. Like he doesn't even watch soccer anymore. Kind of, he just wants to watch football. Um, but soccer is all year round, so. Um, and you have to wait a long time for for football, but and we love it. And Super Bowl, I bring people over to my house, and we watch it, and we have a lot of fun. It was a proud moment that the Bengals <laughs> were finally in the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Um, you talk about um, <laughs> courage would be to be a Bengals fan through the hard years, which you were. So I'm yeah. happy that you didn't start out this year because it would have been easy. Oh, yeah. I watched the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That yeah. You uh, caught the bug with me and. We had to move the antenna on the roof a few times to get the Bengals <laughs> game in. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but we. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Uh, that was life eight years ago. Wow. Moving the antenna to get the Bengals game. But um, That's true. it's awesome that. Because um, soccer, obviously in Brazil, is the big deal. Yeah. Um, everything about really world soccer is. A lot of it's about Brazil. Yeah. Um, if you know anything about soccer, the Americans do not really do well. Uh, compared to the girls do the girls do yeah the girls well. do you're right yeah the the men i'm sorry guys no that's just there's hope in the future but for now yeah for now it's not your thing stick to no. football basketball you'll get a, at a lot of sports but just leave soccer to the other ones yeah <laughs> very true um back to close here i guess the boldness and the courage to go mm-hmm. if i was if you were to give people courage, I know, so we threw her right into being a church camp counselor for teenagers yes. right when you got here this time. we She was supposed to be in the cabin and help with our kids, but we had a shortage. So we put you in a cabin with yep. your friend Andrea, and we said, basically, good luck. Um, yep. <laughs> but I knew in my heart Alice could do it because she's she has courage due to her identity in Christ. And when you have that, um, no obstacle can be too big. How was that experience for you at a camp without electronics with kids? Wow. Well, I was talking about that yesterday because someone asked me, what was the best thing you did all summer? And I have to say it was camp. Oh, wow. I had – it was awesome. I love I love kids. Um, but I say I, I love the little ones to play with. They're awesome. But I love the older kids when it comes to ministry. That's my that's my thing, cause I I, I just joke around, cause you can get mean, cause they yeah. need it, and then that's that's where I that's where I shine, being being mean to the kids, cause they they need it, and teenagers especially they need someone to kind of guide them, they're desperate for that for, cause their lives is all over the place, um, and it was exhausting for sure, uh, it took a lot 
is no a lot of patience just to control uh, 12 teenagers every time but uh, it was it was awesome just to be able to hear their stories their testimonies because once you get there you have all this like oh my gosh you're so difficult and then you have conversations and you understand where they come from and everything they've been through and you're like well they could have been much more difficult than they, they actually are um, and just speak life into into them and uh, so that was that was awesome uh, it was an amazing experience I was so happy that I got to do it it took some courage but at the same mm -hmm. time um, you it's amazing just for the record we do a lot in the summer and we went a lot of cool places so for Alice to say that church camp was her favorite part and honestly, even for me, it's a lot of work, but it's so fulfilling because mm -hmm. you get a whole week of spending time with God and spending time with these kids, teenagers, investing in them mm -hmm. who will be our future. And that's yeah. what people don't understand. It's like you're investing in the, the future of our world, not yeah. just of one person's life. They yeah. affect so many. And uh, it's neat to see things as of that. Um, what is... To close, like if you was to give advice or a quote or scripture you live by that you would want to share with people, what would your like main like advice be? You know, um, to for the last few, I think for the last few months especially, but my whole life, all I've always wanted to do was live God's will for my life hmm. every time, because you can you can you can have all those thoughts and plans of how your life's going to turn out but you will never be fully happy and fulfilled if you're not living what God intended for you um and i don't know i don't know how the how it, it is in english the the scripture but mine is Joshua 19 uh that he's telling Joshua to not be afraid to to not stop, just keep going, that God is going to be with him wherever he goes. Mm. Um, that for me, for years, has always be, been my main thing because my life has been a lot about, I love planning. I'm all about planning, but it has very rarely <laughs> turned out the way that I've planned. I was able to share this Sunday how um, we, we miss God's will because mm. we choose our own way rather than his. Um, mm because it makes sense in our own minds, yet in the end leads to death is what a verse says. And I think that's what sums that up is um, whenever we start in our hearts thinking that we're wiser than God or mm -hmm. our plans are better than his, um, we're going to live a pretty rough life as far as no fulfillment and joy in the Lord. Um, but when you give it over to him um, in his ways, and it doesn't have to be, it can be crazy to everybody else, but if God says to do it, um, do it. Yeah. So have the courage. I think it may say like be strong and courageous or yeah, I think uh, something like that. Continue on yeah. in the Lord. And uh, so we just want to encourage you to do that today. Um, thanks for listening. Um, we're excited. Although Alice is going back to Brazil um, mm. at the end of the week, which is going to change our whole family structure mm. in ways. Um, we're thankful for what God's going to do because what Alice has done here, uh, God has a plan for somebody else to step into. Yeah. Just like when she goes back to Brazil, she is going to step back into roles where God has called her. Sometimes makes sense to her or other people, and sometimes don't. Yep. 
And that's, okay. the, that's the be- beautiful part of following the Lord. So mm-hmm. we pray that uh, you have a blessed week. And uh, if you need anything, let us know. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us today with this episode. Make sure you tell a friend, subscribe to this podcast, or share it on social media. Have a blessed day, my friends. And until next time, on Courage, Meant to Go.